The views and opinions expressed on this podcast by our host or our guests are not necessarily reflective of the views and opinions of St. Dominic Academy or affiliated people. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to The Late Show with Owen Mitchell. That's me, your host, joined today by Mrs. Angel, teacher at St. Dominic Academy. All right, let's get, let's get right into the news today, as we always do, and I'll, I'll probably always say let's get right into the news, because it's a very easy transition to do. Baseball, we're showing the sports today, forgot to say that part. Baseball lost 12-2 to against Richmond in their first game of the season. Um, I don't, the website didn't say who got the runs, unfortunately. Um, boys lacrosse lost 20-1 to against Oak Hill Monmouth Lisbon. Um, Roman Vitolo scored for the Saints, and Aaron Tebow had 17 saves as the goalie. Girls Lacrosse won 17-3 against EL. Taryn Cloutier had five goals, Emily Wallingford had four, Emma Roy had three, and five others had one. Girls Varsity Tennis lost 4-1 against Spruce Mountain Phoenix. Anna Cody won her match in two sets, 6-3 and 6-4. Now is the, the fun part where we talk about COVID, because, you know, it's still happening. I know, it's still happening at the beginning of the week, still happening now. Crazy how it's still going. 32% of the United States has been fully vaccinated, and 50% of eligible Maine residents have had their final dose as of today. Pretty cool, pretty nice. Um, 45% of the United States with their first dose. Don't have that number for Maine, unfortunately, but I'd assume it's higher than 50 Scientists and health professionals are looking to approve the Pfizer vaccine for 12 plus, 12 to 15 as it would be right now because it's 16 plus currently. And a study shows that Moderna is 96% effective in teens, which is pretty, pretty acceptable. The fourth annual Feed Maine Telethon was May 6th, which was yesterday as recording this, raised a total of $217,392 give or take a few cents, I'd suppose. Um, the money is used to provide food for families in need. It's estimated that around 85,000 Mainers um, experience food insecurity. Get those numbers down. Nice, nice thing that they do there. University of Maine launches a campaign to reduce food waste. Um, I didn't look at this story beforehand, so I'm just reading it off the computer. City of Portland making five new food waste recycling centers to measure food, and several centers are working on food recycling initiatives. I don't know what that's going to look like, but again, help with the food insecurity. Going to be nice. There's a study being done about a link between vitamin D deficiency and a higher risk of getting sick from COVID-19. There seems to be a somewhat strong connection about having a vitamin D deficiency and being at a greater risk of getting sick. Um, studies still going on, so I don't have much else to say about that. Um, Lewiston, the Lewiston School Committee did a budget thing. They're making a new budget, and the first one got rejected by the city council. They redid it, and it passed. Yeah, I don't have actual numbers, because I didn't really know how they worked, to be honest. I mean, obviously, it's just, like, more money, but where'd the money come from? I don't know. There was a fire in the University of Maine library the other day, Wednesday night to be specific, and it seems to be arson related. That's not very cool, but 
the University of Maine System and affiliated police stations are offering a $2.5,000 reward for anybody that can provide information that might lead to an arrest or conviction of the person that started the fire. Also, nobody was hurt. Some books were damaged, but it was a small fire and it was put out pretty quickly by the fire department. Cicadas are about to emerge from the ground. <laughs> Brood X, which consists of trillions of the bugs, are set to emerge across 15 states, not including Maine. Um, they don't do any environmental harm, but they can be very annoying and cause anxiety. They might actually be good for the environment, because when they die, it provides like fertilizer for the trees, which is good for the trees, I guess. But I, I'm kind of thankful we don't have them here, because I don't really want to deal with trillions of cicadas. They just come out of the ground. They've been there for 17 years, actually, underground. They just like feed on the, the roots of trees. And it's brood X, because X is the Roman numeral for 10. There is a protest going on at school today um, about the firing of Mr. Gallic. It's called Green for Gallic, because it sounded catchy. No real specific reason why we're wearing green except for that. Um, many students are protesting what they see as an unjust firing. And the school is also showing support by allowing today to be a dress down. It's also Teacher Appreciation Week. We're celebrating today by having Mrs. Angel on. It's definitely the reason. It's not just how I structured the thing. Not a coincidence. I totally meant it. Oh, woohoo! To be that way. All right, that's it for the news today. Um, yeah. So how you doing today? I'm doing well. That's good. Good to hear. This is one of the first episodes that we're actually recording like in the morning. Usually we record them at one, so they don't get up until the next day. Hopefully this one will come out today. Um, all right. How long have you been teaching? Teaching in general or teaching here? Why not both? Okay. Let's see. Probably teaching in general 20... Six, maybe 27 years long enough that I've lost count <laughs> and at St. Dom's at St. Dom's I think this might be my 20th year hmm. where'd you work before St. Dom's then? I worked in SAD 52 which is Turner Leeds and Green and I taught a 6th grade class that sounds very fun oh it was 6th <laughs> grade is so much fun yeah now you get to teach high schoolers Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one's more fun. I'm sure they have their ups and downs, you know. That is definitely true. Every class or grade has its pluses and minuses. Mm -hmm. I feel like with high schoolers, you can have a more in-depth conversation about some of the that things. Is, that is very true. Especially where you teach, like, psychology and history. Right. That part of it is fun, and getting to see... The students, even though they might have senioritis senior year, getting to see them making plans for moving on for college in their futures, that's a fun thing to see, too. Yeah. With, with sixth graders, what are the pros to that? I honestly can't really think of any. The, well, I guess it kind of depends. The sixth grade that I taught, it was the last year that they were at the elementary school so it was kind of like the seniors at the <laughs> high school 
you know, they kind of know all the ins and outs and mm. they kind of got to be the leaders of the schools. So we got to do some fun things with the lower classes and kind of helping them take on leadership roles and stuff. So it was it was fun. Yeah, that sounds pretty nice. Um, next question. What was it like being a teacher during online school? Because we, we have the student perspective of like, we just got up a bit late usually it did um, nothing did our i i wouldn't say nothing i mean well I, okay we, some of you did nothing yeah, i know like i i didn't have many zoom classes yep um so i just kind of we had homework yes and that was essentially the class was doing the homework assignment and then i'd be done by like two. Oh, i'm jealous <laughs> so for me anyway it was up and on the computer by 7, 7.30, um, and probably not off the computer until 10 or 11 at night. Wow. It was brutal. And what were you doing for that entire time? Like? Um, well, trying to, trying to get ahead and have things set up so the kids knew what what would be coming up. Um, I tried to be organized and get things so that the kids would it wouldn't be a guessing game every day when they woke up in the morning. Um, it was uploading things. There were a lot of things that weren't, you know, online ready that had to be scanned to be uploaded for the students to see. It was talking with the students. I tended to, and you were in one of my classes last year, so yeah. um, you know that I tended to not do a Zoom meeting every single time class met. I tried to meet just once a week to kind of touch base and give you your marching orders for what you needed to be doing. Um, but yes, doing that, then tracking down if work wasn't getting turned in or if people had questions. So it was a lot of emailing, a lot of Zooming. I did office hours once in a while for Zoom. Usually once a week I'd have office hours so that if anyone from any of the classes had questions, they could hop on and ask and didn't have to wait until it was just during their class time. Um, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. It was intense. It was intense. I said I said that I was going to retire if I had to do remote again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I really would have, but... Maybe if you had to do it like two more times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of teachers didn't handle it the same way, too. Like, I definitely think your your way of doing it was one of the the better ways from a student's perspective. Like, I didn't really like having a Zoom class every day because it was just like too much sometimes and you didn't really do much on them I think um, but some teachers also didn't zoom at all and it was just homework and they'd post notes and you'd some maybe just even look up the answers to the homework they put on um, like I had one or two classes I think like that and then most of my classes were that way where I had a zoom about once or twice a week um, especially for discussions that was 
Yep. That was good. I feel like, didn't we do discussions in A-Push? Yeah, and we did some breakout rooms once in a while. Mm-hmm. All I can say for the A-Push class is, thank goodness we were, like, near the end of the year, because I would have hated to go through... Mm-hmm. Go through an AP curriculum with remote. Yeah, and we were pretty much done by then. Yeah. Um, we were done with all the notes, I think. that, And then they um, actually changed like what would be on the test, so it was only periods 1 to 7 instead of 1 to 9. And that's what we got done when we it were in school. Finished. So yeah. um, it worked out pretty well. It that, that did work out well for us. We do things right once in a while. <laughs> yeah, just every once in a while, though. Yes. And you mentioned that you didn't like um, online. You said you'd retire. You said that in class before many I, times. I have. I, 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 the connection that you have with the students is very different, mm-hmm. remote versus in person. And I didn't like not seeing kiddos. Even though we were doing Zoom, Zoom is not the same as everyone in class at the same time yeah because you can just turn your camera and mic off and yes hang out listen to the teacher and leave when you can you know you're right that's what most people do yes i know that yeah (laughs) that's why i make you i make people see i need to see their smiling faces like turn on the camera for half a minute or something yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i definitely prefer being in person too just like not only I think it's easier to learn that way, and you learn more, definitely. Like, the connection between students, too, I think is very important in school. Like, helping each other out with work, doing group projects, stuff like that, and you can't really do that online. Right. Yeah, it was, I mean, and and you also had the issue of, is the internet working, is it cutting out, and... We were fortunate that most people didn't have really severe internet problems, although Mm -hmm. I do know that people were sitting outside on some days because the connection was better inside than outside. And so, I mean, it was a struggle for everybody. Yeah, like I remember my internet crashed one time during your class, actually. Um, And I was just gone for probably 10 minutes or something in the middle of the discussion. Yeah. Which, I mean, you, you have to roll with the punches and you have to be flexible. And mm-hmm. um, I think it, I think remote learning kind of made everyone thankful to actually be back in school. Yeah. Really makes you realize how not bad being school, in school is. is. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, especially like I had to go remote um, beginning of the semester when we were still in school, but I was just myself remote. When you're remote and nobody else is, that's gonna that, be worse. It's it's way worse because like, you show up to the Zoom for maybe ten minutes. Teacher gives you the rundown and you leave, and then you just do nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, we had we had some people that were remote all year, and I will say I'm. I was pretty bad at sometimes remembering, so I feel bad for the people that were remote and. If it was anything like my classes sometimes, you know, the kids come in and you kind of start start doing things or get sidetracked with questions and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I haven't turned the camera on yet. Mm-hmm. Like halfway in the class, like, where's Ben? <laughs> yes, and it's like, oh, shoot. So, um, so yeah, I think it's with, with 
with it being half and half, or not even half and half, with it being you know some some people remote and others in the class at the same time, that's kind of tough to get a get a camaraderie going for mm -hmm. the class. I I think we did okay in psychology. Um, Ben got carried around his computer, you know. Yeah, they have the iPad. He got the iPad or the computer, depending on what I had turned on for a meeting. You know, we kind of carried him around to where the group discussions were and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's hard if your computer's lagging and so you're, you know, you go to say something and you got nothing until the conversation's already moved on. So it, it's tough, and I, I think it can be isolating. Yeah, especially since like. You want to talk to your your classmates and everything like that, but you can't really do that without um, like forcing them to be on their phone or something right. in class, which you can't really do in a lot of classes because um, you get your phone taken away. We have, I mean, we've had kids. If I forgot to do a meeting, we've Facetimed. <laughs> I don't care. However, I can talk to them and yeah. see them. So yeah. whatever works works. Right? That's that's my philosophy on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely been a challenge in the past year. Yes. Just making everything work. I'm I'm hoping that next year gets a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. I think it will be, probably, with like the restrictions easing and people getting vaccinated and stuff like that. And I hope it's easy. It's better for for you guys going on to college so that you actually get to have a real freshman year at college. Yeah. A lot of colleges are making like making a making it uh sorry making it a requirement for students to get vaccinated especially the freshmen so like i know my college i got an email and it said like you'll have to be vaccinated so do it and we'll come out with how to show proof later um many other colleges are doing the same thing so i think because of that um we'll probably be able to have a mostly normal school year I hope so, because the stories I heard from last year's seniors that graduated was... Not good. Yeah. One of them was just like, I've spent two weeks in my dorm room yeah. all by myself. It was like, ooh, that's really not yeah, helpful. They don't, I don't think many of them have roommates. There might be some colleges where they have one. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, too, are like doing mostly online, and they have like one class that's in person, and especially for the kids that moved away for college you don't get to see your family or anything so you're in your dorm all but maybe two days out right. of the week right and when i mean you go to a class and you don't form that connection with other students and and i think a big part of freshman year is forming connections with other students and kind of getting settled in and trying different mm -hmm. things and um yeah so i'm hoping i'm hoping that you guys get get it a little bit easier than last year's college freshman mm -hmm. had we, it. We probably will, based on how things are going right now, which I'm thankful for. I'm hopeful. Going to be nice. Going to be fun. Well, I have a, I have another question here. I have a few more, actually. Okay. Um, what's your favorite class to teach? Ooh. <laughs> that's... I, Bringing out the big questions ooh, right now. That's hard. So... Mm. I don't know. There's <laughs> a, there's something I like about all of them. 
I like the discussions and the real life situations that you can do with psychology. Um, I like the challenges that you have with AP US history. I kind of like history in general with stories. I look at it at history as stories. I think everyone here knows I'm not a memorized dates person. Yeah. Um, I like kind of the big ideas and that sort of thing. And there's always like um, that one kid that just brings out the interesting fun facts. And yes, everything. yes. And I, I like that. Um, I don't know. I and this is the first year. This is the first year that I have been at St. Dom's and not taught world history. And I have to say, I actually kind of missed it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure I'd miss having sophomores, but I did. So I. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, now but you, now you get to meet them all. I'll meet them AP all as juniors. Yeah. Um, so I. Yeah. Oof. I I don't think I can pick a favorite. There's different, I like the kind of the freeness of the psychology, but I like, I like the story and the connections that are made in history. So I guess I'm going to bail on that question and not pick a favorite. Right. But yearbook definitely is. Oh, no, yearbook is not my favorite. <laughs> okay. You could tell if you'd asked me what was my least favorite, because we all know that I can't take pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I've taken pictures and tried tried to have them used, you all make fun of me because they're all blurry. Yeah, I remember you took one of a, I don't know if it was some basketball game. I don't know if it was boys or I girls. I did a boys and a girls basketball game, and I took a ton of pictures, and I thought, there, we should be all set. Yeah, and Nate went to upload them, and he was like, Mrs. Angel, these all look like you rubbed grease over the, I, the I might have. I, who knows? It could be the fact that, you know, I'm getting old and so I need reading glasses or I, and so it's kind of like, should I have my glasses on to see this or not? And I don't know. I've given up on taking pictures. Whenever they say pictures need to be taken, I just throw my hands up and say, someone else has to do this. You all know how I take pictures. Mm -hmm. So maybe I did that on purpose to get out of having to take pictures. Maybe. That could be. And, but now we have the recording right here of so, me saying that yeah so they may make me try again but i will be an epic failure i'm sure but on a positive note we we're only two weeks late but we met our second deadline nice and third deadline's monday yeah or? that's not being that <laughs> the next actually the next deadline that we have to meet is the last deadline where we're going to have all of the spring sports and graduation stuff and mm -hmm. that in it so we still have to make half the yearbook in right but like how long is it ads and one? parent ads are going to make up a big part of it basically it's ads parent ads spring sports and graduation activities yeah and if we do anything if we do anything fun like did anyone take pictures today of no, I didn't get here early enough to do that. Well, see, you're in yearbook, so you should have taken that upon yourself to do. Yeah. I don't think they were standing on the road or anything. I guess I should have gotten here earlier, you know. But I'm sure some people took pictures anyway. Just Hopefully. for like 
Hopefully someone did. Yeah, just a post or something on. Yep. So we can we can throw some candidates in there and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. So probably yearbook is my least favorite. The other (laughs) ones. The other ones are all tied for most favorite. Yes. So yearbook's like second place, technically speaking. Okay, I guess unless you go like with golf or anything, any sports that there's a tie tie for first, and then right. So yearbook would be fourth. Yes. Yes, I guess that would be the case. Okay. I, I guess as that's I a, as that's I say answer. that, I mean I actually like doing. I like doing the. Like, I like proofing the yearbook. There's parts of it that I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's very stressful. The overall stress of yearbook. Mm-hmm. Is stressful. Yeah say this year like i do the the ads and stuff of course um that was not very fun this year right and i mean this year because of covid the whole thing got um totally you know we had to kind of revamp and rethink how we were going to do things so this is like a whole new this was a a year that was had a different flow to it mm-hmm. as far as due dates and all of that stuff yeah but we're, do, we're doing okay we're only almost behind on monday we'll be behind technically we're not behind right now technically we're not well yes we are because i have <laughs> to do i have to give a total number of yearbooks that i want to order oh, i yeah, was supposed was to do there. that monday and i haven't done it yet I know what I have to have to do. I just haven't had a chance because I've been dealing with seniors and finishing up grades. Yeah, and now you're which recording that's this. exciting. And yes, and I was recording this. <laughs> Good excuses, I think. Gets me out of doing grades, so you know I'm okay with that. Yeah, fun fun stuff instead of grading. What do you have left to grade? Like psychology and. Uh, I just have some some last minute things <laughs> that got turned in to me to grade. That. That's a good way to put it, I guess. So I will, I, I sh- <laughs> will knock on wood. I hope I'm done grading by noontime. It's a good goal. I will hopefully get past it at noontime. At lunch, I will grade and finish and upload senior grades. Mm-hmm. Do you know when senior grades are due? Today. Oh. Well, and yeah, I definitely hope you get them in today. So, yes, that's that's my... I've had the glare going and the, when are you doing this for me, <laughs> all week long. So... Yeah, you're pretty good at that. We'll I see. Think. I know. that I have the glare down. My family at home, when I say something, they'll say, you don't need to give me the teacher glare. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Yeah, so like In class, sometimes it'll just be like, hey, when are you getting this to me? two weeks overdue or something like that yep because it makes it worse when it's late everything just keeps piling up mm-hmm. it's like april 30th and like when are you passing in the piage project doing it was due in january <laughs> correct mm-hmm. i'm not asking that question anymore anymore but you did in late april i i think i did in possibly in may as well mm-hmm. but I don't have to ask that question anymore. So that's a good thing. There's been some progress. Did it get done? Yes. Nice. 
But if anything's not done, I don't, I'm not afraid to give zeros. If yeah. I chase you down enough, I just do a zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just gotta make sure the seniors pass so we can graduate. Yes. Has there been a senior that hasn't passed? Like, do you mean in general or? Just like, I mean, I guess both like either in her class or in like passed for the semester or passed i don't think i've ever had anyone that has failed for the entire year so i've had like people on the brim of like i've had people right i've had people that have failed a semester but if they do okay Hopefully, if they don't fail so bad, and they do okay the other semester, they pass for the year. I think the school is pretty good, too, about making sure everybody passes. Just making people do their homework. I know some people in civil involvement are finishing up their work. Yes. Yes, I've had quite the crew in my room. Not necessarily working for, for me, but because I have a lot of junior-senior classes I have less people in my classroom, so they've been camping mm -hmm. out there with their computers and busily typing away, or not so busily, so I've had to be a taskmaster <laughs> and get them back on track. So do you actually see yourself as a dictator in your classroom? Because, I mean, you joke no. about it. No. You, you joke about it sometimes. You say, like, it's not a democracy, but then you, let us, but then you let us vote on whether we want to test or not. Well, it's not so much if you vote, I let you vote on if you're having a test, you are having a test. It's just when you're taking the test that you get to decide. Well, there was the beginning of the year where you were like, um, you all vote on, you can just not take the test and get an 80. Uh, well, that's a psychological experiment. Okay. Would you actually, because the, the yep. bet is we all vote on if we want to not take the test and take an 80, but if one person votes to take the test, then everybody has to take it. Yes. I've never had, okay, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure we should be talking about this. This is like a state <laughs> secret. Oh, well. oh, I don't know. Not many people will watch this. Don't yeah, worry. Okay. it's fine. All right, then we'll, ta we'll talk about it. So that's a psychological experiment because someone that knows that they're going to get above an 80 on that test is going to probably not go with the group and take an 80 in take a chance of taking a hit on their GPA, they're going mm -hmm. to vote yes. So I've had no class that has ever unanimously voted to take the 80. But if someone did, I would have to honor that because I threw it out there for them. Yeah. Although I am evil enough sometimes that I would have would say, gee, isn't that nice? You're all still taking a test. Mm -hmm. I can see myself doing that, but I would not do that. I would let you all take an 80. Although I think we should maybe, well, no, we could maybe drop the grade a little bit and see if it, I think if I said every, everyone was going to have a 90, then people that might, vote. might do it. But an 80, no, nah, I don't think, I don't think you're going to have. Yeah. Cause anybody that wants to get above an 80, like the people, especially that are projected to be among the top of their class right. and they're competing for that, the valedictorian or salutatorian spot. Yes. Are going to want the, the better grade. Correct. I feel like if you did that for an AP U.S. history class, you'd probably get one. 
I would have, yeah, but AP U.S. history is not psychology, so I wouldn't offer that to them. Yeah, there's no historical example about that. I mean, maybe you could stretch something and get one. Well, in AP U.S. history, they have you have to take a test. You have to get used to doing it. Mm-hmm. Which they all survived their test yesterday, so that was exciting. I kept asking asking if there were any tears, and nobody had tears. Whoa! So no tears. No tears for an A push exam. Did they have like a full multiple choice? They had. This year? They had the entire normal AP exam. Because mm-hmm. last year we just had an essay. Right, you had the DB, DBQ, just a DBQ, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they had their, they had the short answer, they had the multiple, well, multiple choice short answer, and then they had to write a DBQ and an LEQ. Sounds and fun. I'm, so what did you get on your assignment? Oh, I got a two. It was horrible. I hate DBQs. I'm hor- I'm so bad at them. Like LEQ, I'm good at LEQs because if there's you don't have to connect it back to anything, you can just kind of use what your knowledge, you know. And I feel like I'm I'm pretty good at that. But when it comes to DBQs, going back and relating it, I just get super stressed out about like how am I going to use this one? How am I going to use that one? And I didn't I didn't actually practice for the A push exam. I was practicing for the others well... instead because. Um, I, fig- I, <clears throat> I figured that um, chemistry and physics would be more helpful for me trying to get into college. So I studied for those ones a lot more. And how did you do on those? I got fours on those ones. Oh, good. So good. Did good. And I, I did use those to get into college, which was nice. But unfortunately, I can't actually use them for AP credit, though. That that happens a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Especially, I think, with like STEM. You can't use the science ones a lot because you have to do the labs. It's the way it works with like chemistry. Um, I don't know about physics specifically, but there's like 30 chemistry labs you need to do. Yep. And so a lot of teachers will, in your intro chemistry class, so chemistry honors, you'll do a bunch of them, maybe 10 or something of those 30. And then AP chemistry, you do more labs more often and you do the rest of them. And you do them because there are multiple choice questions based about on those, the labs. Yes. Which is evil, I'll say. Because, <laughs> I don't know, it's just like super niche concepts about each one of the labs that you have to memorize. Um, even And even though you do all of those labs, um, some of them you have to redo in college. And I don't think they, they trust that you actually did all the labs, because especially, especially last year, where That's we couldn't do labs. probably true. Um, where we couldn't do labs, we got like maybe a packet about a lab or something. And the teacher would say like, this is what they want you to know from this section, or this is what they want you to do for this. Because a lot of teachers don't go by the specific sequencing of the AP curriculum right. in that class where you have to, you know, they just kind of do the labs as they want yep, or as they feel it'll make more sense. Because I know we didn't go by that curriculum. We went by another one. I think it was, I don't know if it was older, if it was like an alternative one. Um, but I mean, we learned everything by the time of the exam. So it worked out. 
One more question here, and I might come up with more if we need to. What's your favorite thing to teach in history? Ooh. Favorite time period or event? Ooh. Um. Gee. <laughs> that's a that's a hard one. U.S. history or world history? Um, I forgot you taught both, honestly, when I was writing that, because I, hmm. I, was, I was thinking of U.S. history. U.S. history. Okay, let's see. U.S. history, probably, I would say the, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, maybe like the... the 1800s you've got a lot of social stuff going on you have a ton of economic stuff you've got industrialization big business mm -hmm. you know a lot a lot of setting up for for why we get involved in world war one and two and foreign policies and lots of things happening then with expanding and kind of becoming a stronger nation mm -hmm. taking a bigger a civil war too bigger role and I, i'd throw civil war in there because mm. that that was the 1800s right yes okay that was the 1800s I'm glad i remember that right you know <laughs> i was, am too yeah because there was the um election of 1800 was pretty big right that was big then 1826 was it or there's another one in that time frame that was pretty big and you had a war of 1812 oh yeah that one that's i got asked that one was pretty boring that one Not kind of the war about nothing yeah when did the spanish-american war happen later later 1800s oh, so still in the 1800s a lot happened then I always forget about it though honestly i, I always think of just like the um, well, 1900s. And the, well, late late 1819, because with the Spanish-American War, we end up with overseeing Cuba. Mm -hmm. um, and you get the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Maybe Wait a minute, maybe I'm off on that. Now I gotta think. I can look it up. When was the Spanish-American War? I accidentally opened two tabs there. Oh, you stumped me, Owen. <laughs> We've been dealing with Reagan and Clinton. Yeah, um, 1898. Yeah. So right at the yeah. end. And it only was like April to December. It was a pretty short it one. Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. We were talking about that in not in the AP class, but in the other the other US history classes we were talking about that just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. In the USS Maine. Yeah, remember the Maine. Have they decided like officially whether they thought it was an attack or just like engine failure or something like that? I think the theory is that it was like a boiler exploded or something. And they they just blamed it on the Spanish Navy. 
Yeah. Fun times. That's yellow journalism at its best. Mm-hmm. Another concept from the 1800s. Yes. Yeah, because I always just think of like the late 17th century with the the American Revolution. Pretty important, I guess. It is. And then, it is. It's and very the, important. In the 1900s with like, I think more, more recent stuff, of course, historic, like chronologically speaking. Um, you have like the World Wars and then the Vietnam War and the USSR and all that stuff. That whole Cold War issue within the end of it. Mm-hmm. And... Like that's definitely more common knowledge. Yes. Yes. Let's get, let's get the outro going. You wanna you wanna start it? What am I supposed to do? Just say uh-huh. say something, anything that you think would be a proper outro. Um. Hmm. Have a great weekend. It was great talking. All right. Thank you for having me. You heard her, everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. Um, this has been. The Late Show with Owen Mitchell, joined today by Mrs. Angel. Thanks for listening.